the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Rachel Gilbert. Hello and welcome to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. Canada's hospitals, including London Health Sciences Centre, have been stressed to the max ever since the pandemic began. And it's become regular news that the wait times in many local emergency rooms can be half a day long or more. And it's there's been a huge push for masking and to stay safe amid a huge wave of influenza, RSV and COVID-19 in the community this fall and winter. But there is a plan for some massive restructuring at LHSC. And today I'm talking with London Free Press reporter Norman DeBono about what that entails. Hi, Norman. How are you? Hi, Rachel. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Um, so first of all, let's let's kind of get an overview of this master sure. plan. Ontario is funding this master plan for all hospitals, which obviously right. includes London Health Sciences Center. So can you give us a little overview of what that entails? Sure, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of numbers are going to come at you, so I bear, bear with me. I'll try to break it down as simply as I can. But there, there is complexity to this, and there's a lot going on, so it's kind of tough to sort of keep a read on it sometimes. But it all starts with the with the with the province saying to hospitals, and of course in London it's London Health Sciences Centre and our second hospital, St Joseph's Healthcare, London, saying um, they want to start looking 10, 15, 20, 30 years in the future about healthcare, how healthcare will be delivered. We're in a time of of, of, of healthcare is changing. The pandemic really underscored, I think, for a lot of people and and healthcare providers that uh, healthcare sort of uh, needs to keep pace more with the times, be more flexible, be more adaptive. So um, they're saying we, and as well as population has grown significantly, we haven't seen an increase, a real change in how healthcare is delivered in 20 years. And of course, population has boomed, especially in Southwestern Ontario in that time. So the province has said to hospitals, we're going to give you a small envelope of money just to study change at your institution. And they're, they're going to call it the master plan document. And at London Health Sciences Center, they gave them $5 million to come up with a plan to study research and come up with a plan on how to implement change over the next two, three decades. At St. Joseph's Healthcare London, they gave them $2.5 million for their envelope of money to study the master plan document. And so St. Joseph Healthcare said, we're going to talk about this in 2023, we're studying it now. We have no hard numbers to really look at. London Health Sciences Center said, already now we've, we've just begun studying this. They've been on one trip to sort of look at, at, at some healthcare options and, and how, to, how to deliver services differently. And they already say, we think this is gonna cost us $3 billion and anywhere from starting in five years and that could extend to 30 years. And that $3 billion is going to fund a massive restructuring of the hospital, healthcare delivery, a lot of capital, a lot of building, renovation, reconstruction, new construction. So um, it's a grandiose plan. There are not a lot of details, but the real kicker is this. This is pretty significant. The hospital, the province is saying, well, if you want $3 billion, we have to approve that. We have to approve the budget. We have to approve the vision. We have to, it's really bottom line is with us because we're going to fund it. But in addition to, you have to get 10% funding of your, of your vision from community partners. So London Health Sciences is going to the city, the county, other municipal governments, their foundation. I'm not sure if Western or Fanshawe is involved yet. They may be in the future to say they have to pay 10% of that entire restructuring cost. So if LHSC has a $3 billion vision, they have to get $300 million from the community. And that's a lot. It's a lot. Of, it's a huge ask. 
And I think a lion's share of that is probably going to land with the city, but we don't know. There are some people who are concerned about um, downloading this this uh, funding to municipalities and local right. communities. Um, uh, NDP MPP Terrence Kernahan spoke about that. Um, can you just elaborate on on his concerns and and some others? I know um, there was a, a London councillor who was also concerned about the downloading of this cer- right. so these services. Elizabeth Peloza is the budget chief for the city. She's a councillor, uh, and um, uh, Terence Kernahan, of course, is an as an NDP MPP for London North Centre. But what what's happened is this: is that is that under the there has been a steady, consistent downloading of costs onto cities on areas that were once funded by the province. This mm-hmm. is no, so the best example of this is, is healthcare, mental health care. Some would suggest that one reason why we have the housing, the homelessness issue, the people poor people and people with mental health issues on the street is because the province basically uh, ended funding for um, healthcare institutions dealing with mental health, uh, mental health I- I- issues, mm-hmm. download that onto municipalities and that has not kept pace. So, so this, this, sort of download this this sort of instruction to the hospital saying you have to get municipalities picking up 10% of that or a portion of the 10% is another form of downloading. It's a problem saying that they don't want to pay for it without the city, the county government, other municipalities picking it, helping pick up the tab. And of course, mm-hmm. healthcare is an entire 100% provincial jurisdiction. This is who pays for it generally. So um, it's a significant change and it's, it's marked a significant change, and I think I think uh, Elizabeth Pelosi and Terence Kernham are, are, are correct. I don't think anyone's going to deny that it's downloading, but I think even people who are supportive of it, like the foundation and Mayor Josh Morgan, was very sympathetic to the idea of picking up a portion of that cost. I think they just realize that it's so big now; it's such a daunting task that it's going to require multiple partners: province, hospitals, cities, county government. The idea of helping people who are who are homeless, dealing with mental health issues dealing with drug addiction, uh, it's going to require a, um, a significant approach from a lot of different partners and they're going to have to share the cost. So that's the reality. It's, it's really interesting that yes, downloading is going to happen and it's unfortunate and that's not great. But at the same time, I, I don't know if there's a, a, a way around it, to be honest with you, because the problem is so big. It's so complex and, and requires so much money. Do we know much about, uh, I know St. Joe's hasn't really started their plan. They haven't come out with any numbers yet. Do right. we know much about LHSC's plan for the restructuring? What what have they said so far about what their plan is? Uh, Jackie Schleifer-Taylor, the CEO of, Saint, of LHSC, she sent out an email to some staff saying, you know, this is kind of what we're looking at. And it's a very broad vision. And, you know, so it's very general right now. There are not a lot of details. But... You know, she talked about about changing obstetrics care for for youth and pediatrics emerge. That's very vague because that happens now. So I don't know how that would change. But the most significant thing to come out of the early planning sessions for this is a separate emergency department for um, mental health patients. Something that happens in Toronto, something that happens in Vancouver. I think that has a lot of support. The idea that again, the the the, the task is so daunting, the problem is so significant that perhaps a different um, a different emerge department just dealing with mental health issues uh, is required. There, there was recently a, a healthcare summit in the city that looked at just this issue. And out of that healthcare summit, it suggested that about um, 60% of people who are on the street go to emerge. And of those, now some of them go in not for healthcare purposes, 
but because it's cold and they need to get off the street and you can wait and emerge for a day, right? Sure. But, yeah. but, but uh, another figure that came out of that summit was that 30% are admitted. So there is a healthcare issue with people who are emerged. And if you speak to emergency room physicians, they'll say that they see a significant amount of their clients are uh, people who are dealing with housing and homelessness and poverty and mental health issues. So, so that is geared to, to serve them. So um, I think there would be a lot of support for that. There seemed to be a, a pretty significant um, reaction saying that it's about time that mm -hmm. the city, that the project is, is, is so significant that a separate area dealing just with mental health um, and addiction issues uh, would be appropriate. So yeah, so that's that's one concrete thing that has emerged already. And it's, like I said, it's very early days. It really hasn't even started yet. Sure. Um, you know, a lot of people, and, and when we have other news stories right now about the crisis in the hospitals right now, the wait times right now, especially children's hospitals and things like that, um, will, will any of this, do you think, or do you know yet, help address some of that in the long term? I, I'm assuming that it will. I'm hoping that it will. Well, I hope it will too. Yeah. Um, I think that's the goal. I think that's ultimately the goal is that is that there's a recognition now that the structure that is in place um, is not kept pace with the demand on services, uh, with the population growth, with the mm -hmm. with the with the change in healthcare. Everything from the, the pandemic to uh, homelessness and mental health and poverty is sort of changed that whole dynamic around healthcare delivery, especially in the emerge sort of cycle. So. I think that 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 the long term goal is, is is to speed care, to have faster uh, care, to to have uh, be better service, hopefully. But yeah, it's ultimately to ease the log jam that is so significant right now in hospitals. But mm -hmm. but it's early days, and like I said, this could take years. It could take years. It could take decades before it really comes down. So I think you know a whole other issue there is that more immediate help is needed. Uh, one thing I did pick out from your story, because because they are doing their research, they're going to um, LHSC has some uh, travel planned for trips to study um, other healthcare systems right. in other countries. Is that right? Yeah. So they've they've already done one. I think they've traveled to the Ottawa University to a hospital in Ottawa in August. They had others planned throughout this winter. They canceled those plans because uh, there was such a crisis in pediatric emerge oh, sorry pediatric, pediatric surgery wait times that um, they realized that they had to cancel uh, elective surgery for children uh, because the occupancy at uh, Children's Hospital here in London was at 150% over capacity. So there are no beds for patients. They're not gonna have people going to surgery, children going to surgery and not have a bed for them. It's as simple as that. So so that is now canceled. And I think they quite, uh, you know, uh, I, th I think they saw that well. We can't be seen to be taking junkets to sort of, you know, to uh, uh, one of them was Denmark, I think yeah, Australia, Denmark, Sweden, Australia, Texas. Yeah, thank you. Sure. BC. Yeah. And so not was, not in Canada anyway. No. Well, there's one in BC and they did one in Ottawa, but um, but they can't be seen. And there's a four hundred thousand dollar budget for that. They're taking 12 people with them, all LHSC execs, foundation execs, as well as. Um, uh, uh, Peter Devlin from the president of Fanshawe College was good. Okay. Okay. So, um, so they were spending $400,000 on that. And I think they thought, you know, the optics aren't going to be great on this, but that's yeah. still going to happen. It's pushed back. It's delayed. But um, I think Jackie Schleifer Taylor has told me that they think it's critical to study best practice at other healthcare institutions that are, that are advocates for change that are leading change in their countries. Mm -hmm. And so um, you need 12 people. You have to go. Um, I don't know.
But I mean, they right. did receive the $5 million from the province to study that. She was very clear in saying operating funds and foundation money are not being used for those purposes. It's just from special funding for the province. So I think it's I think it's okay. They got into some trouble in 2019 because they used foundation money for um, for you know uh, junkets for uh, junkets in the Middle East. And uh, um, foundation money is raised in the community uh, solely for the use of body equipment, technology, and machinery in hospitals. And of course, it's being used for other purposes. And it's interesting because the foundation has said it will commit. You will pay part of the three hundred million dollar of the of the, the local portion of the three billion dollar restructuring. So, it's you know it it has the foundation now has about one hundred twenty more than one hundred twenty million dollars in cash and assets, mm. uh, up from one hundred seventeen million dollars last year. They have cash, but that money is donated in the community at fundraisers um, for them to buy technology and equipment for for hospital rooms, and uh, they're using it now for other purposes, which I. I think it's a matter worthy of further discussion. Yeah, then they've uh, they. Sorry, you said. I just want to clarify. You said they have the cash. Are they are they spending it? Have they spent it? Are they planning to spend it? Is it earmarked? Do you know? The foundation, you mean? Yeah, the foundation money. Yeah, the foundation has more than one hundred twenty million dollars in cash and assets now. Okay. Uh, again, up from one hundred seventeen million dollars last last year. Right. And uh, they foundation has said that they will contribute to the. $300 million that the hospital has to raise locally I to see. pay for $3 billion restructuring. Exactly how much, we don't know. Yet. But right. they've made that commitment already, so um, so they're prepared to contribute. Another that's issue not, that... That's not what that foundation money is supposed to be for. But, but it's foundational money. I think they can kind of do with it what they want. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah. Another issue right now, of course, is lack of staff. We've lost a lot of staff over the pandemic. Um, is there... I'm, I'm assuming this will be part of their plan and... and, and... Sure attracting more staff to the hospital? I don't know if that's going to be part of the $3 billion, billion restructuring is, is attracting more staff. I think they're actively uh, pursuing and trying to sort of, you know, it's really a nursing shortage that we're, we're, we're talking about. Um, I, I, I don't see that as part of the, the larger restructuring issue. I think the, the staffing issue is something that's with them today and present every day. And I think they are trying to sort of do something about that. But I think mm -hmm. In fairness, I think that's a that's a, a critical problem across the province, if not the country. Sure. There's a there's some sharp shortage elsewhere. So no, I think that's a separate issue than the restructuring. But I mean, we've really seen, you know, when I did the story about how the uh, pediatric surgery was being canceled, the Ontario Nurses Association, the union representing nurses, said, you know, that's really a staffing issue because they don't have they don't have more beds available in pediatric hospital in the sick kids hospital here in London because they don't have the staff for it. So if it's had more nurses, if it had more staff, they'd open more beds and closed units. So really, I mean, you know, we confuse things as saying there's a bed shortage, there's an overflow of beds. It's really a staffing issue. We've, there's been a reduction uh, in, the, in the amount of, of support staff and nursing personnel at hospitals, and it really has, it has, has hurt badly, I think. Yeah. So um, in terms of this, the master plan and the research that they're, that uh, LHSC is doing and St. Joe's Hospital, what can we expect from them? I know St. Joe's won't have anything until 2023. Um, right. LHSC seems to have started some of their research, but kind yeah. of what, what are we expecting from them over the next maybe year or two? Yeah, I think, I think it'll be a year before we know where LHSC is and its master plan document has been, has been revealed. You know, we don't know yet. There's no way of knowing right now exactly what that's going to say. I think they have sort of showed their hand a bit as to where they're going to go. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to come up with a very ambitious plan 
uh, you know, up to a $3 billion plan. That's going to say we need new buildings. We need to renovate this building to, re to reconstruct that building, to renovate, repair, build a new. We have to increase the size of merge departments, create a second merge de de department. We have to do, uh, we have to increase services and improve emerge services for um, the children's hospital as well. Uh, that's what we know concretely, but um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think it'll be very ambitious. I think it'll be very grandiose. And the province may say yes, or they may say, well, that's great. But you know what? We, we see this as a $2 billion project or scale it back to 1 billion. So it's really up in the air. Or they may say, no, none of it. Or the Tories may be defeated in the next election and that's off the table. Like it's so, I, I was joking with my editor that I've never worked so hard on a story that may never happen. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, I was, it, I was wondering if, the, you know, if the government changes, I, I did have that yeah, thought. It could all be off the table. Right. But it, it could happen. And, and if it does happen, it's going to be very serious and it's going to, mm -hmm. it's going to have a significant impact, hopefully for the better. Hopefully it's going to improve services. Um, can't help but think that spending that kind of money would, but you know, the other, the other part of the story, which we haven't really got into, is the FAO, which is a Financial Accountability Office of Ontario, released a report in October looking at provincial spending, this provincial spending plan. And the Ontario government plans a reduction in healthcare spending over the next six years. It's very clear in that. And the NDP have been sort of banging the drum on this. So I think I think there's talk of more than $20, million reduction in $20 billion reduction in spending in the healthcare area over the next six years. So how they can come up with multi-billion dollar restructuring plan and pay for that, where they're looking at, at reducing spending, it's going to be very interesting to watch, but I have no idea. We'll have to see how it all pans out, I guess. It seems like a big ask. It's a tall order for sure, but definitely the hospital systems need it. I mean, they need this restructuring for yeah. sure. Well, thank you, Norman. We'll um, absolutely be watching all of your reporting on LSPress.com and, and see how this begins to shake out maybe in the new year. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Rachel. I appreciate your time today.